Welcome to the Midweek Motivation. It's our midweek episode for Westside Podcast, and we're here talking today about how to have crucial conversations. I'm joined by Nancy Castile, my guest and a psychologist and coach, and uh, it's great to have you here, Nancy. Hi, Gabe. Yeah, thanks for being part of this. No problem. All right. It's enjoyable to be so here. So I, I want to know what you think about this, because you, you work with these kinds of things all the time. Mm-hmm. And we're coming off of a weekend message at Westside. If you missed it, you can go back and listen on the Westside podcast. The last week's message, it was about having peace at home. That stirs up all sorts of things. Definitely. Um, And, you know, we see the sparks flying sometimes. And it comes to those times of we need to talk about it. So how, how do you define a crucial conversation? What is this? You know, what are some of the dynamics at work in this? So... When you you were talking about crucial conversations. Um, can you give me an example of what you mean by a crucial or a courageous conversation? Okay, um, I would say uh, let's say you find uh, yourself disappointed constantly about the amount of time that you're able to spend with your spouse. Okay, and you realize it's because maybe the other partner is working a lot more than you wish they would. Then you got to talk about it. Yep. So that's a crucial or a courageous conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I think, Gabe, what we have to remember is that that every conversation that we have, we come into a relationship, whether we're talking about mar- in marriage, in a just a boyfriend girlfriend relationship, in a with your child. Um, with your parents, if you're an adult, um, we come into those conversations um, as communicators, and we're good communicators sometimes, and we're not so good communicators sometimes, and a whole lot of things affect that. Um, healthy communication really does foster connection and trust and respect and an intimacy, which is what we want in those profound relationships, those familial relationships. We want to have those things. But we come into it uh, with our histories. And our histories are our own individual histories. So we may have past hurts. We may have ways that we've thought of things that are correct or maybe not correct. We may have insecurities. And unfortunately, those things don't just dissipate when we want to actually have a conversation, whether it's, whether it's, um, what are we going to do with the kids for this, you know, event that we're going to go do, or if we're, you know, why are you looking at your phone 600 times while, uh, while we're trying to have a conversation or something like that. That's all stuff. And it's stuff we all deal with. Um, you know, we even deal with it like it's, it's nine o'clock at night, we're all tired and hungry. You know, it's funny because one of the things I say to people all the time is, gosh, if we would get together as a family and have dinner at 10 o'clock in the morning, we would all be so much better <laughs> because we're fresh yeah. and we're in it. But we all, in a family, we all come together at the end of the day when we're tired and we're hungry and we're spent. And so having good conversation at that time can be really tough. So we have to sort of think about what are our patterns in communication, I think, even before, or it's a good thing to keep in mind. What kinds of things do we come into a conversation uh, or into a relationship uh, as, I don't know, I guess you could call it as baggage. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, and recognize those things so that you understand the intent of your communication. Mm-hmm. 
before you go into it. Does that make sense? Oh, it sure does. Because how many times have I stepped into out of passionate concern or irritation, whatever it might be, stepped in to try and have what I would consider a crucial or a courageous conversation. And I didn't really have a clear goal. I just had some pent up frustration that yeah. I wanted to, you know, get rid of. Well, and and that's a really good point there, Gabe, because I think the other thing to think about, if you're going to have a critical or a crucial conversation, um, or you have something that's kind of eating at you, I think, and, and oftentimes, especially like in a marriage, I mean, the likelihood is you both know that this conversation needs to occur. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's a totally different subject if, if somebody doesn't. But the likelihood is you both know. And I think it's really important before you come into that conversation to think about re- what resolution would look like yeah. for you. So good. So that, because otherwise, I mean, some of us come into crucial conversations sometimes just because we're, we, we want to complain out loud. Yeah. Um, and maybe we want to be heard. And I mean, and, and clearly there's a time to be heard. But I think if you go into it just without the idea of where am I going with this? What do I want to have? What would be a successful uh, resolution? Um, and then understand that we both have what would be a successful re- resolution and maybe then merge those ideas. Mm. Then then we could just get into uh, kind of an aimless argument sometimes. Yeah. I, what I hear you saying is it needs to be a dialogue, not a monologue. Yeah, that would be, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, definitely. like, maybe an understanding of where are they coming from as well. <laughs> we could knit that, knit that on a pillow yeah. or something like yeah, that. Dialogue, dialogue, not monologue. Not monologue. That's good. Okay, let me ask you a couple um, practical questions. Sure. And this was really helpful even just getting started. But um, I find that timing is so important when it comes to having courageous, crucial conversations. Um, tell us, how do you know when it's the right time to have one of these conversations? Well, I mean, I think there's certain things to think about. Um, what we all have to do is understand that we we all have varying tolerances. And that can be like, for one instance, when is it not good? Um, like everybody probably should figure out in a marriage or even with your kids, what time of the night do I simply just say, we're not having this right now because emotions are going to flare or it's just going to be unproductive because we're tired. And and then you can make a date for a better conversation, mm-hmm. for a more productive chance at a conversation. Um, we need to think about our own individual triggers but also think about the other person. And if you know somebody's having a really tough day, if you know somebody's got a lot on their plate, if you have a lot on your plate, um, something may be eating away at you, but it's not going to be the right time. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to be an effective moment mm-hmm. to have a productive conversation. So sometimes we can even think of it as not necessarily crucial or critical conversations, but productive conversations, yeah, productive communication. Within a family. That's the goal afterwards. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So, I was going to ask you, like, um, when you think about timing, um, I mean, you said have a time, basically, like, draw a line in the sand after this point at night. And I'm sure, you know, the same would go, like, if you're married to somebody who's, or in a home with somebody who's not a morning person, maybe, like, not before. (laughs) Right. But your point is, is know (laughs) when they're at their best. Right. Um, and I think, or at it's least know when it really isn't productive. Yeah. When when somebody hasn't had their coffee yet, or you know that kind right. of thing. Oh yes, that's a great point. Yeah. Two cups for me. 
and then there we can go. talk about important <laughs> stuff. But I think one of the things that's hard to balance, though, is think about this, because the Bible says in Ephesians 4.26, if you're a follower of Jesus and you're and you're trying to go like, I want to do this in a way that not only honors God, but actually, you know, honors the person that I'm living with, um, the Bible says, don't let the sun go down on your anger. And so we get this kind of urgency about resolving conflict. Right. But then there's sometimes is the discipline of going, it's okay, I can wait 24 hours because it wouldn't be productive right now. Well, one one important thing to consider, it's not necessarily a timing issue, but I know for me and Matt, my husband, um, he is a very much of an introverted processor. He needs time to think about something. I'm more of an extroverted processor. So I process out here. So... If something gets brought up or if I want to bring something up, I'm ready to go. But that's because that's because I process out here. He doesn't. And so and and that is oftentimes even if whether it's parent child, it can even be teacher child, teacher mm-hmm. student, mm-hmm. um and husband and wife for certain, you know, we're rarely going to have the same processing style. So keeping in mind too, you know, like I often think about one of the things to do is figure out what is the what is the best, not just time, but also mode of communication. Because some people may do well, like like say with an introverted processor, it may be good if you if I want to talk about something, it may be good not to just bring it up in the moment, but to bring it up ahead of time. Like, hey, tonight, could we talk for a few minutes about whatever that is? Okay. Does wow. that make sense? It does, because if I was to say that to my wife who's very much an external processor, um, she would not be able to think straight the whole day because she'd be like, what's this about, you know? Right. But it is important to but, know your but audience. On, but in return, yeah. yeah, in return, if it was, if you and you and Melissa are definitely more extroverted in some ways, both of you do a little, some really good extroverted processing. So, so, but it's really when you know well, that thanks, you have, Nancy. you're welcome, Gabe. But it really is if you know that you aren't, the same in terms of processing. And a lot of people aren't. Yeah. That's interesting. So, um, any other tips for us on timing? Not that I can think of in terms of timing, but I definitely have some tips in terms of kind of just not just like rules of engagement. Okay. All right. All right. So let's talk about that. So first and foremost, I think it's critical, and I do apologize. I have some notes here just because I wanted to sound smart. Um, (laughs) So I may look back at them. Um, be present. Be fully present. Focus your attention on that moment. Put the cell phone away, turn the TV off, and give your your child, your spouse, your parent, your full attention. Um, because that's a way to show that you're valuing what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, listen. Uh, listening without defensiveness, listening with and, and acknowledging someone's frustration and hurt is is paramount to effective communication. Listening and validating that doesn't mean it doesn't mean you necessarily agree with it. It doesn't mean you're necessarily going to take responsibility for it, but it means that you're hearing them. It shows that you're hearing them. Um, if you validate it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you're, so, can you give us an example, like, to validate something without um, agreeing with it? Yeah. Well, I I mean, so, 
okay, so I hear you say that, and I can, I, I understand that. I understand. I may have a different perspective on it. Can I share that with you? You know, that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I hear you. I mean, when I hear you say that, here's how I feel. Or, you know, when you did this, I felt this way. Um, but that go- that's going further. Which is so further. different than saying you always blank, right? Oh, or absolutely. those kinds of things. Because that's dangerous communication. Yeah. That's, that, and, and we all do it. We all do it. Because we all, we, we all come into relationship with our histories and with our daily stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So we are, you know, let's just remember that we are incredibly imperfect beings. And so with God's grace, we can hopefully come through and, and have a courageous conversation that's yeah. productive and comes to the resolution that we want to achieve. Yeah. Um, you know, I think about other things like it can be really tempting to interrupt someone or to react to someone's anger or to someone's disapproval, someone's sarcasm or their concern. But that counterattack is, is just going to bring you as far away from your resolution as possible. So that's another reason to just, it's almost like you want to create that stop and think mechanism. Mm. And, and, and if yours is kind of short, then you want to try to <laughs> lengthen it so that you can actually, you're hearing what they're saying, and then you guys are working together to get to a productive place. Ask for what you need. Ask for what you want. Don't assume. I think a lot of times I end up hearing from people like, if they really loved me, they would know to do this. I wouldn't have to ask because they know me. And that I just don't, especially in marriages, it, you know, we just, men and women think differently. Mm-hmm. And so it may not, it may be that they absolutely know that you love it if they, you would take the stuff upstairs that's sitting on the stairway when they go upstairs. But for, you know, but it's, it's assumed sometimes that that is like lackadaisical or aggressive or, you know, all sorts of things. And that's just one example. Mm-hmm. But don't assume, don't assume anything like that. Ask for what you want. Hey, you know what? At night, if you could really help me with X, Y, or Z, even though you think, you know, I would help, I, I could really benefit from that. You know, you know, I'm tired. The kids but are driving me taking crazy. But uh, you're sort of taking the frustration out of that communication and yeah. just more focusing on the actual request instead of all of the emotional. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, I also think that if you make a mistake, which we all will, try to account for it faster and faster. Try to have your own ability to catch yourself improve every day. Hmm. You know, if you're in a crucial conversation and it's going well, or if it starts to not go well, and you need a break, or you're finding that you're getting triggered, um, and triggers are all sorts of things that mm-hmm. typically have to do with our own histories. Um, and you need a timeout. Ask for it. Ask for it. But make a uh, make a plan for when you're going to get back mm-hmm. together. Like it's you're going to ask for a recess, and we're going to re- readjourn it. <laughs> exactly. We'll go play outside, <laughs> okay. and then. Uh, but or, or it can even be. Can we table this to tomorrow? 
you know, the kids need to get tucked in, or I think I'm just at my limit, um, or or yeah. or I have to think about this because I, yeah, this isn't going to be productive. If I keep going, I'm going to say something I really regret. And we've all been there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the best of relationships have times when communication just does not go well, or when people do stuff and they just don't even think about it. And yes, you need to have a critical conversation for that. I mean, and let's not be remiss, and there's going to be other times when crucial conversations are tough, Mm -hmm. are difficult for the survival of your relationship. And those same rules apply. And it may be a whole lot harder because you got some stuff between you mm-hmm. now. The fissure that becomes a crack or becomes a yeah. wall. And so if you're in a wall situation, then ever more importantly, it is to create kind of ground rules for getting together. Um, especially if you are, dis- if you're thinking, I'm committed to this, we just got to get to a better place because nobody, yeah, nobody needs to live in, in constant ilk. Yeah. Wow. That's so good. Well, thank you so much, Nancy, for sharing some wisdom with us and some hopefully tactics that will help us do well. Um, it wants you to know we're praying for you. If you've got a crucial conversation coming up, um, know that God can guide you. I, I think a lot of what Nancy's been sharing has been that we should prepare for crucial conversations. We should we shouldn't go into them just on pure emotion and try to you know e- express something, but that this is about thoughtfully preparing for. Uh, 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 the coming back together really in a relationship with somebody that we love. And hopefully that's what we can see happen. So And fostering just good communication all yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good thing not only in a marriage, it's a good thing not only for the marriage, but it's also if you have kids, it's a good thing to model. Yeah, it's great. Thank you. Thank you. So two things I want to give you right here. Make sure, one, you're subscribed to the West Side Podcast so you can keep getting the motivation you need on these important topics. And secondly, consider joining us at West Side Community Church for one of our weekend services, either online or on site, where you can get more practical inspiration like this.